This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and I am here with my partner, uh, Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. Or was what did you call it from uh, Game of Thrones that I've never seen before? Kingslayer. 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 I have no earthly idea what the hell that means. Uh, but Chris, um, you really effed up your hand, man. Yep. Yep. I did. I did. That's, like. Uh, you're going into surgery tomorrow. I am. Surgery tomorrow. Uh, so the beauty of living in New England, winter storms on December 2nd or 3rd. I don't even know what day it is. Which, it snowed for like 48 hours, by the way. So let's talk snowed about that. snowed forever. Let's, let's talk about that. The, that winter is snow. way too early. Got over a foot of snow. I had to snow blow three different times just because it, it would never end. And um, on my last run, as I was clearing out the slush in the chute, um, with which what I assumed would not kick on the snowblower, it sucked my hand in and crushed my three fingers. On and my the hand. snowblower was off. Uh, it was well, the snowblower was running, but I wasn't. I didn't have the lever down to to kick on the yeah yeah um, the blades. So I was just pushing down the slush because it was it was pretty wet at the end and. Lo and behold, um, I br- my hand got sucked in and crushed by the auger. Oh I, my god! I, every time you tell me this, it makes my like freaking spine tingle. I I thought I swore my hand was gone and I had my fingers. So it gone. went pop 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 and got yeah, your and I, fingers. Yep, and I pulled it out and before I took off my glove, I was like, I'm going to see no fingers there because I couldn't even feel anything any at that point because uh, it hadn't set in. It was more in like the shock. Took off the glove. Uh, and saw my middle finger was just like flattened and twisted and turned. My uh, ring finger was um, clearly broken, and my pointer finger I could see already like the nail was already already turning. And I was like went over and like I wasn't yelling or screaming at this point. I was just more of that like you know that you open your mouth like you're gonna make a noise, but you're kind of holding it all in. Oh, and yeah. my wife and my my son and my daughter were outside, uh, and she's like, "What happened?" Because she didn't see it. Like she's like, "What's going on?" And I showed her my hand. I was like, "I." just messed up my hand she's like oh my god she almost puked <laughs> she <was> like, <laughs> she's like you need to go to the hospital i was like yeah yep yeah. so i literally hopped in the car did you drive i did uh because that'll get we'll get to the next part of the literally the week of hell um my my the exorcist we need to send an exorcist to my house if anyone knows one so <laughs> if, forget video help <laughs> we found me a, video help send me an exorcist. Found exorcist so next hop in Drive with one hand over to Natick Urgent Care. Luckily, there's an urgent care. I get in there, and they were great. So I'm like, I just crushed my hand in a snowblower. Like, oh, my God, just go right inside. So, like, they brought me right in. Uh, the doctors, I saw the nurse or whatever. They they 
gave me a shot in my butt for some pain right away because then you could tell I was in. They gave you a shot in your ass for pain. Yep, yep. and uh, and that hurt. That actually hurt too. <laughs> so then that <laughs> took away the pain in my so, hand. So let's so let me play this story out a little bit. You go into the urgent care, and you're like, "I really screwed up my hand." They go, "All right, get in the back and pull your pants down." Yeah, no, she, to work so on the, your hand. the nurse was like, "Are you in a ton of pain?" I'm like, "Yes." She's like, "Do you want something for the pain?" She's like, "I'm like, uh, yeah, if you can." She's like, "Okay, hold on." She ran out of the room, got it. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna stick this in your butt." Like, <laughs> There's our so next the, T-shirt. Fix your hand. We're pulling your pants down and putting a shot in your ass. This is next T-shirt right there. I'm gonna stick this in your butt. So then, <laughs> um, I got the shot, and then they bring me in, and I'm like. They're like immediately getting my ring off my finger because my finger's swelling, <clears throat> my, my my wedding ring. Because for x-rays too, you're not supposed to have metal on. Um, get the x-rays. Doctor comes in. He's like, hey, man. He's like, good news is your fingers are still attached because usually with snowblowers, that's the first thing that goes is the digits. Um, but your hand's pretty messed up and you need to see like an orthopedic. So before you actually like put this thing in a hard splint and it starts setting, you need to make sure you're probably going to need surgery. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. Um He's like, I don't know what the long-term damage is because your your middle finger is obviously pretty crushed. And I was like, yeah, you can kind of see that. Um, it's like so, flattened. Like it was the the middle part with a right after the knuckle in between the knuckle and the the um, the nail yeah. was flattened. Uh, and I'm like turned. looking at my I'm literally looking at my middle finger right now and going oh and it was it's pointed it's pointed left too so it's flattened and moved to the left and then my I have five broken fingers, which I've now know after my follow up today. So, tying this back to sports, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously working in sports, when you do get sick or injured, the first thing you do is you contact your organization and say, "Who's our team doctor for X Y Z?" So, I'm like, "Hey guys, got a terrible story. By the way, my hand went in a snowblower. <laughs> Need to see our our hand specialist." So I'm going. So I went to the team hand doctor. Dr. Liebman, who was the guy who worked on David Price for his Fortnite issues. Yeah, right. He, had four, um, he was playing Fortnite too much. Fortnite too much. So I was like, all right, at least I'm in good hands. Hey, another dad <laughs> joke. The dad joke. Uh, but I'm, uh, so saw him today. He's like, well, again, all things considered, uh, you got about a year of recovery. Oh, um, that's the worst. Yeah. He's like, you've got extensive damage to your hand um, internally. You've broke five bones, and he showed me that, like in these places, and uh, you need to go in surgery immediately because your pre- your hand's pretty effed up. Uh, so tomorrow at two o'clock, I will be knocked out, and they'll be resetting my fingers in place and putting pins and needles inside them uh, to straighten them out. Of which I'll then have a, I think a cast something for four to six weeks before I get use of my hand again. Oh and then um, a year from that, I'll he said I'll be f- get my strength back in my hand fully, which. The thing about the last two days, you find out how much you really do use two hands to do <laughs> everything. Especially with two kids. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so this all culminated. So my daughter has croup. The breathing so, disorder. So that she can't, that yeah, is. she can't breathe. So it's a viral infection for kids. So for you and I, it would be laryngitis, for, but for, for, for babies, they're literally their trachea like closes and they like, can't breathe at night. So you have to take them outside. It's a, it's a snowstorm, obviously, for that I was talking about for 48 hours. So she's trying to breathe outside in a snowstorm. <laughs> my wife has a stomach bug. So she, and then my son is fine. But we're trying to keep him away from both of them so he doesn't get sick. He spikes a fever of 104 one night out of nowhere. 
and then has a rash across his whole entire body. Oh my god! So between it all, I don't know. It started on with the dog a couple of weeks ago when he couldn't yeah. close his, couldn't open his mouth, and it culminated <laughs> with me crushing my hand in a snowblower over the past couple of weeks. When this I say 2019 can't end quick enough, I mean it. Let's go New Year. The uh, and you went any any you, and you drove with the kids and everybody to. New Jersey for Thanksgiving. Did it all go okay for Thanksgiving and such? Yeah, Thanksgiving was fine, great. Thanksgiving was no issues. It was in the New Jersey. Uh, my daughter was a little uh, sick, but nothing crazy. It was the onset of the cold that led to yeah. the croup. But um, no crazy stories there uh, other than the crazy night. I have 90-year-old I have uh, twin uncles. Yeah, 90-year-old um, twin uncles, okay. Yep, they're my great uncles, my dad's yep, yep, uncle, yep, right? Yep. They have never not lived together. And I know this is going to be a reference that you won't understand because you've never seen. But they're they're the literally the definition of the odd couple. I, Do you remember those guys? You've never seen. I, ever I've heard, of the, heard of the show. Oh, there's a uh, show. There's a movie. Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. You know, a grumpy old man. Those guys. They did the odd couple thing too. Yeah. Anyway, so they're still alive. Um, they're at Thanksgiving, so they're always what you'd call a show. And like I'm, I'm a, I come from an Italian family too, so. It's very customary to always be yelling. Everyone's yelling at each other, the whole nine <laughs> yards. So that was that. But otherwise, overall, relatively quiet, tame from that perspective until then we got home. My daughter started puking, couldn't breathe, the whole croup, blah, blah, blah. And then it culminated yesterday with me crushing my hand in a snowblower. And so, so anybody was, out there. I was with one of your colleagues, a guy named Chris LaCamera, who's the senior vice president of FSM. We were at boss. a meeting. He's my boss. <laughs> Yeah, we were at a meeting together, and we go into the meeting, and he looks at his phone, and he goes, the camera just got his hand stuck in a snowblower, and his hand's all effed up. I went, what? Yep. Yep. No, it was I, surreal. It didn't feel... So then I was even... I was laying in bed last night. Um, I was talking to my wife, because my daughter has been in my bed the last couple of nights, because she can't sleep unless she's like laying on somebody with like propped up. So we haven't slept either in, in days. And uh, I was like... It's finally I sit in. I looked at my hand. I go, I literally crushed my hand. Like I might have a serious issue here. Like, <laughs> I might, so like did it hit you then? I'm like, I might lose a finger or two. Like I might not have. Like I, I, I didn't have to see the doctor. I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen on this appointment tomorrow because I hadn't even like sunk in. I was like, oh yeah, I, I definitely broke some fingers, but I, like the severity of how mangled it really was was just like, oh yeah, you know, I got hurt and whatever. I was like. I might like not have full use of this middle finger, um, but you're, you you are incredibly lucky. I mean, I have, you still have all your fingers. I you you don't hear snowblower stories end with, I didn't lose a finger or part of a finger or something. Thank God I'm in Boston and I have the care that I'm going to get to because I mean the, the the doctor his whole office is just littered with him and photos of athletes that have all said like th- like Phil Esposito had a jersey in there saying thank you Dr. Liebman. I mean, I'm getting, like, the best care you can get, thank God. So, like, from that perspective, I'm pretty confident that my hand will be fine. Yeah. But it's going to be – it's going to be – I mean, I can't tie a shoe. You need two right. hands to tie a shoe. I, I, you can't buckle a butt. Like, I, you, you can't do anything. And, like, like you said, having kids with one hand, no bueno. I can't type right now. I'm typing <laughs> with one hand, one finger, it, like, slow as can You're be. halfway through a blog. I was halfway through a blog that I was writing, and then my hand got chopped up, and I'm like, well, I'm probably going to stop writing to, that blog. It's going to have to take a back seat to, uh, for a little bit, huh? I'm going to have to voice dictate everything. I'm going to be talking to Siri a lot for the yeah, next geez, year. Yeah, jeez, oh man, you're going to learn all those different things. So, I, yeah, that was my um, that was my snow story. Holy shit. Um, I mean, I, we posted the, the medical diagnosis, so 
I you sent no me that picture yesterday, and I was like, this can't be real. The HIPAA, the HIPAA laws apparently don't apply to front office features. No, um, I, so. <laughs> I, I suggested to you. I was like, you should post that. That's kind of funny. So, yeah, as everyone can read, as soon as you read the first, like, I think the third word says traumatic. And I was like, oh, good. It's, you have a traumatic break. I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound good. No, um, none of the none of what you said. Well, there's a lot of medical terms in there that I skimmed over. It just said, like. <laughs> phalanges. A lot of phalanges that are broken. A lot of, a lot of phalanges. And I just, you know, Chris Valente is screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm in pain, but I'm here. You know what? I, first thing I said to you, we have to do a podcast because it makes for great content. <laughs> we, we've got to do it. And, uh, I was actually, we were actually hoping to do it together because I was at Fenway today, but, uh, you know, you yeah, that, hack, I, I would hack your hand today. off. I, I might, I, I, that's my next question. I have no idea like how long I'm going to be out for technically because I can't get my hand bumped and with the pins. So I, I, being around a one-year-old and a three-year-old, that's the bigger challenge. I'm most probably safer in the office. You're probably safer in the office. I don't think uh, any of the guys out there will bump your hand. But, Imagine um, if they did it just to mess with you and just kind of smack your hand each time. Oh, hey, Chris, high five. Oh, right now, I, I, my hand actually just hurt when you said that. Like it literally just got <laughs> throbbing pain. Because every time I like even bump it a little bit, it's like, oh, like it's like, yeah, by the way, you broke your fingers. Here you are. Oh, my God. They, so they I look got like you on some drugs too, right? What'd you say? You're on some like pain meds. Um, I, so you know what? Like, I, be careful with surgery. those things. I've had surgery before, and the Vicodin, the Percocets, really don't do anything for me. So I just told them to give me like a higher dose of ibuprofen. Yeah, that'll work. Because and I can't even take them, so I can't. Unfortunately, right now I'm in a lot of pain because I can't take anything until after surgery tomorrow. Because before the surgery, you're not allowed to be on anything. So right now I'm feeling it for sure. Uh, it's more of like a, it's like a, a nonstop throbbing, like you can feel your heart in your hand. Just, oh my God. That's kind of the way to describe it. I look like JPP. That's right. When he came uh, back, but his fingers were gone. So mine are still there. So that's the positive. Yeah. You're one step ahead of JPP. So Is he still playing haul, football, by the way? I think, so. I don't know. He was in oh, Tampa. Man. I don't know. Speaking of which, Eli's back this week. I saw that. Your yeah. boy. My blogging no longer makes sense, but he's back. Ah, <laughs> so, it'll go away. Yeah, I'll write, another, I'll write another one when he gets hit too hard by the Eagles. But yeah, so the I'll Eagles, long, by the way, are what five and seven, something like that. They stink. Right, that's great because I uh, remember the Trudnak interview. We have a bet going yep. on that if the Steelers have a better record, he has You're, to. Uh, and the Steelers are what six and seven six, five seven and five. The Steelers Play- might make the playoffs, and they're on right. a third string third, quarterback. Actually, considered fourth string quarterback. Because they traded away their third-string quarterback. Oh, that's so this right. This guy, guy wasn't even on the roster. This guy wasn't even on the roster. Duck Hodges? Duck Hodges. Great name. Great, great nickname. Uh, it's got emojis for days. Like, uh, you know, it doesn't turn the ball over. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. I don't mind the Steelers. Yeah. They're, just a, they're consistently good organization, run very well. We talked about the Mares and the Roonies. Mares and the Roonies are tight. But... So yeah, I'm a, I'm I have a club hand right now, and then tomorrow we'll have an update um, for our Twitter and social media followers of what my hand looks like after that. I have pictures of my hand that are a little bit too probably gruesome for the. I don't want to. I don't want to see. Them. You don't want to see them. No. I don't see them. Um, no one wants to see them. And uh, you at least you got the. I wanted to get the X-rays to put up, but because yeah. that's not that bad. But uh, they didn't give me back my disc, so oh. I don't have those anymore. Um. Well, while you weren't getting your hand hacked off, and we really haven't talked in uh, a week because we had Thanksgiving uh, in, in a break. Um, by the way, I'll just say this. Uh, this It's December 3rd or 4th or whatever day it is. We just finished November. November download numbers were great. They were. And without, and, uh, uh, and we, we, we had more countries. 
We added more countries? I didn't see that. Uh, I think um, there's a couple of new countries. I think we weren't in France before, right? We weren't we in France. No, France is new. France is new. Um, and there was one other one, I believe, a random small little country that is listening to Front Office Futures. So, well, that's good. We're Viva la way. France. <clears throat> well, this week I had a, uh, a great conversation with John Bishop. John Bishop is the uh, Associate VP for... Uh, Team Bo at the NBA. So Team Bo is Team Marketing and Business Operations. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about there. But how I, excuse me, how I knew John was he was in minor league baseball, and we just kind of hit it off, and he was a nice guy, and we hung out and drank beer, and um, and then he uh, went off to uh, to the NBA when uh, you know he's probably 15, 16 years into his career, and uh, he told some great stories. I didn't really know his history. Um, but his intern class, Chris, included um, guys who run ticket sales for the uh, Indiana Pacers, the president of uh, NYFC, um, him, right? He's a, a VP with the, with the NBA, uh, the director of ticket sales for the Ravens. I hate the freaking Ravens as a Steeler fan. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was just his intern class. It was crazy. That's nuts. And... Um, he got his internship. He said he wrote every minor league team, and two got back to him. And the one that got back to him, he said, was Durham. And he went to Texas A&M. And he goes, all right, uh, Durham, uh, I am going to be in the area coming up and uh, wanted to see if I can stop by and talk to you about a potential uh, internship. In the area meant he was in, still in freaking Texas and doing whatever it took to uh, to get an opportunity. So they're like, yeah, hey, man, if you're in the area, stop by. He was like, all right, I'm in the area, which was 18 hours away. I guess if America is the area, I mean, he's not lying. He's not in France, right? But, uh, yeah, I thought what he did was, uh, was exceptional. And uh, he tells some really, I don't know, if you haven't listened to it, uh, listen to the thing. I use that. Actually, it's on my thing. It's on my to do. I will admittedly say, I, unfortunately, based on yesterday, have not listened to it. But I'm going to have a. <laughs> I think you're a, you are excused. Significant wait time before I go into surgery tomorrow while I'm waiting in pre-op. Uh, that that is on my agenda to check that box. Um, so, you know, it's funny that trick that he used with them in the area. I use that all the time with potential prospects that specifically like in New York or San Francisco and be like. Hey, by the way, I'm going to be in town and make up dates. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not going to be there or not planning on be there. And if they respond, oh, sure, then I'll go. But it's actually a good little, neat little trick to use if you're trying to get someone to respond or take a meeting by just saying you're going to be in an area at a given uh, time. If someone comes up to me and said, hey, Rob, I'm going to be in Pawtucket uh, in, you know, next Wednesday, are you around? Yeah, if you're going to be here, stop by. Right. It's just a different way of going about it than saying, hey, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. But hey, I'm, I'm here. Can I can I swing by or grab a coffee or whatever? And I it's worked a, pretty successfully um, over the course of the years. So John John was great. I'm anxious for you to uh, to, to listen to that one. It was it was really, really good. And um, I, I thought that his he, he sprinkles in some really good advice there. Um, his download numbers are one of the quickest downloads for one of our guests ever. You've been checking out the. I haven't. I literally have not looked at the download numbers for this. Well, one. I can only They're use my good. right hand right now, so I've been pretty much. <laughs> You've just my been phone. clicking like crazy. I'm just on my phone. I got nothing else to do. I can't do anything. I literally can't do anything else. Yeah. Um, 
But no, so Timbo though, I can even though I haven't listened to the podcast, I'm still coughing as you. I'm still coughing. You have you, 2019 just end end. end. I I'm gonna have a banger on two on New Year's Eve. I am going out with a bang. <laughs> like I am going to be. We should get celebrating just uh, and drink heavily. 2020, like no one, like I haven't celebrated New Year's Eve in a long time. I'm going to be getting after it. So hopefully, I'm allowed to by then. So uh, Timbo though, so. Probably a lot of people listening to this might not even know what that actually is. So I think that'd be a good It'd be great. segue to actually explain what Teambo is. So I know you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned it's team marketing business operations. So what that really essentially is, is the NBA was the first league to, to begin sharing data with all of the teams off the court. So everyone reports their ticket sales numbers or corporate sales numbers how they're doing in seasons, groups, etc., and everybody in the league has access to pull it up. So what that would do would create a, a network of communication between the teams to say, hey, Charlotte Hornets, what did you do that helps you sell that game the other night so well with these group sales? Can we replicate that in Sacramento, right? So obviously it doesn't make sense for everyone to be comparing themselves to the New Yorks and the LAs of the world. Yeah. So the mid-markets and the smaller markets were able to have access to this data, which was very powerful um, because it, it, it let people have this opportunity to, to, to start talking internally, like I said, within the league, because you're not competing off the court. Like the Sacramento Kings aren't competing with the Miami Heat off the court. Like, right. They're not the trying ticket, to get the same sponsors. Not even close. So, or even ticket sales. So, yeah, right. It's all about best practices and making the league better as a whole. It's like the rising tide. And uh, they were the first to, to initiate that. And then when I was at the AHL, um, they brought that same model into the AHL. And it was really very helpful because, like I said, like I'd pull up the report after a Friday night weekend games and see, oh, so-and-so had a really good group night. What did they do? And then you could just call that person and say, hey, saw that. What did you do? And they could give you the answers, and then you could replicate that in your market if you thought it was applicable. Um, and that was just, it's just a matter of also how important data, we talked about talk data to me, that podcast we did, of how important it is to understand and analyze data. I think that talk data to me podcast is like our number three or four downloaded podcast ever. It's because of the, we've talked, it's the power of DraftKings. DraftKings, baby, DraftKings. People want to hear about DraftKings. I got DraftKings for days, but. That's that's true. Like everybody I've ever everybody I ever run into on this, they always ask me about DraftKings. Love DraftKings, but yeah, love gambling. It wasn't gambling at the time. It wasn't um, gambling at the time. We were fighting. It was not gambling. But now they're the biggest sports book in America. So yeah, right. Um, so yeah. So team building. I mean, so it's another avenue where people can get into the business versus actually selling. Right. So it's a yeah. lot of data analytics and. And so forth. And I mean, do you, do you guys use it? Do you use it minor league baseball? Do I use does, data does analytics? League, do, no. Does minor league baseball have like a team boat? No, they 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 do not. And uh, it's definitely we 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 share information, but it's at like a promo seminar once a year in September. Um, Versus, so there's not really the best point. best practices thing. I definitely think it's a room for improvement in minor league baseball. You think with how. Minor League Baseball that. is the perfect place for it. Yeah. Uh, they just don't have it yet. It's uh, share ideas like crazy. Like at the promo seminar, um, I would speak at the promo seminar, the whole thing, and uh, you'd share all kinds of good information. We'll do well, it at the winter meetings next week. 
I remember when the AHL was adapting it, there was these definitely the ownership groups and the teams that were they didn't want to share all their financials, right? Because it's literally you have to report it all and back it up with the box office report, so all everyone could see everyone's real numbers versus. Yeah, I think that'll probably be one of the struggles in minor league baseball. The uh, a lot of the owners don't want to tell you what's going on. So even if you call some of those guys, like uh. Mm. Yeah, we got, but they got everyone over the hump, and they made it mandatory. I mean, the, I mean, here's the thing: the the point was, if the NBA can do it, yeah, the freaking minor the minor league, league should be able yeah, to get over it. To, so like, be able to handle it too. Everyone can see the New York Knicks' real numbers. Like, the Dolans are reporting what they're reporting. Like, it's but it's all beneficial to the rest of the league, and that's how you had to get everyone on board. The yeah, better off every team does, the better it is for everybody. Minor league baseball shares some information, but all the as you know, like you can calculate things way. You know, you know, you you could calculate one way. I could calculate another, which totally screws up the whole thing. Uh, so there wasn't like a solid practice across all the teams. Gotcha. No, yeah, it's but it's I, I'm surprised because that feels like based on the amount of promotions and marketing and stuff. Like you mentioned, the promo seminar, how much minor league baseball relies on that, where you'd want this centralized network of at least idea sharing that wouldn't just be once a year. We used to get this uh, talk about antiquated, but it worked as uh, the best promos, and they would put it in a book, and you would get the book. And you, you know what? Did you and I book. just create a new position at minor league baseball that needs to be created at the league level? Did we just create a new business, and uh, so we have front office features, and we'll call it something else? But yeah, so I think we should, we should do call it. it Pat, Pat O'Connor. Let's call it Pat O'Connor. Be like Pat. We got Pat's you, working on this. Uh, you see, Bernie Sanders jumped into the realm of this contraction thing with minor league baseball. I, 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 listen, as a sports person working in sports, when Congress and presidential nominees are getting involved in stuff that is literally inconsequential to the rest of the world, like steroid thing, when that whole thing was a charade oh, yeah. with the government, like, just focus on what's really important, like. No offense to the 42 minor league baseball teams that may they need or to may worry not. about the opioid crisis. Not yeah, the... maybe not worry about the minor league baseball crisis. Like that's not really a crisis. Yeah, Let's be honest. I, 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 without getting too political, I'm just gonna be like that. Seems to me a little disingenuous. Yeah, uh, I also think too um, that major league baseball, the way that they rolled this thing out. It's like they just made everybody mad, right? So it's like that's they not, didn't... That's not uh, atypical of Major League Baseball. <laughs> but they just made everybody mad, and I, 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 I don't think they put themselves in a position of strength. This is one man's personal opinion, not the feelings of minor league baseball or the team or anything like that. But we've talked about this. This is so long to go in these negotiations. Oh, my God, yeah, it's forever. And what they are is negotiations, right? So you float something out there. It's no different than when the CBAs come up for the players. They'll say with NFL, we're going to have 19 games. And they're like, no, we're going to have 17 games. It's the same thing. It's, it's just posturing. And a negotiation will happen. So next week, I head to San Diego for the uh, baseball winter meetings. I wish and, I would be going with you right now because that would be a lot better place to recover than in New right. England. Well, um, a couple maybe of Maybe I will go. Screw it. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I Sure. Come on. I got an extra. Uh, maybe I'll get one of those. Uh, I'll get you an extra bed. We'll have a cot. Uh, we, need, we just need a, somewhere to prop my arm up. So... Uh, yeah, you actually look too like there's too much effort to bring you around yeah, right now. Yeah, you'd have to carry so my bags. Stay, I'm not whole, doing that. Be whole, you'd have to drive me everywhere. It'd be a whole production. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. You'd have to help me put my pants on, tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be an easy guest. You stay your ass in Boston. I'm not touching anything. I'm not going to be an easy guest. So if you want to bring me, guest. fine, no. but that's but on anyway, you. I'm excited to go because one of the things, um, I am, uh, I'm going to talk to a few people and I'm going to set up my microphones at the job fair. Uh, probably on Tuesday of next week, and just have people come up and be like, "You need any advice for uh, what you're going through? Tell us what you're going through." And uh, so I'm going to be set up. I can't up. wait to hear these answers. I I hope that people come over and talk to me. If not, I'll find. I'll, we'll make sure that they come over. And uh, so I hope to have like content out two or three or four times next week while I'm at the uh, at, at the winter meetings to talk through about some of these things that are going on. So, um, follow up to our University of South Carolina conversation. So, I talked to Nicholas Dennis, um, who had reached out to to us to, to have a follow up after that, and he yep. had. I still I, I screwed it. I still haven't talked to him. Well, that's 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 on that's you. That's my bro. own damn fault. So I have. So Nick and I are, are you're a much are better tight. person than I am too, though. Um. So he wants to work in baseball operations, uh, and so we talked at length about who he should be reaching out to, how he should be going about it versus the standard, if the even the winter meeting career fair would be for him. And I said no. I was like, I don't think you should stand in line at a career fair because that's not where baseball ops people get hired. But there are going to be, obviously, baseball ops people at those meetings, and you should be spending your time these next few weeks doing reaching out and saying, I'm going to be there. Can I find time to meet you? Um, and that you're, And like to your story about meeting... Brian Cashman at the pub. Yeah. That's where you're going to find these people versus at the career fair if you want to be in baseball ops. Yeah, there's going to be none of those jobs. A lot of those jobs, uh, you got to be networked already in. And and then well, we talked about all that, and he, he he did a lot of that with South Carolina. And and the advice that he had received was, oh, just get your foot in the door. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't go from ticket sales to working as the general manager of the baseball team. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you need to be reaching out to those baseball folks who are going to be at the winter meetings and just say, hey, if you're around, can we get grab some coffee, have a drink, etc." Don't stand in line with a resume. To, to, There's to, going to be 600 people there. And let me tell you, 400 of them think they're going to be the next uh, Heim Bloom of uh, whatever team that they're, that they're coming. It's one of the things that bugs me a little bit is they, I'll get – when we interview people, and I'm going to be interviewing people there, they get no, they have no backup plan. Well, I, I want to get into baseball operations. So why the hell are you applying for this right. sales position that I have? Makes no sense. Well, I need to get into my foot in the door. So you want to get in your foot in the door so you don't do the job that I want to hire you for real well? And it's like, all right, next. And I pass on every single one of those persons. Because yeah, they're not, first of all, you're doing them a favor by passing on them. Because if you give them the job, they're going to be like, I'm calling 100 people a day to sell tickets. How is this going to land me in a GM's job? So, one of the things, too, um, you're right. It, 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 we've talked about this. It makes no freaking sense. That's stupid. Who keeps giving this advice? <laughs> I don't know. Don't do it any. Uh, it's bad advice. But one of the things I think you need to do when there's five or 600 people that are applying for the jobs are, um, you've got to separate yourself. This is like where, cause you're going to have like 10, 12 different, 
uh, interviews really back-to-back. How do you go out and separate yourself? I think that's going to be an important uh, important piece. You're going to see a lot of the people that you interviewed with, like out in the lobbies and, you know, just kind of walking back, for- walking back and forth from thing to thing. Uh, make sure you say hi all the time. Oh, yeah, that's that kid that keeps saying hi, right? Um, those types of things help you separate yourself. But there's going to be so many job seekers. And sometimes job seekers at this thing get a bad rap is they are in their full suits and they're kind of like eyeing you of like, all right, I'm going to come talk to you. And my first reaction is <laughs> so awkward. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, what can I, you know, and they mean, mean well, right? They mean well. Um, but I think that conversation is going to be a bit more casual. Uh, don't kind of hunt me down. Um, I would also say lose the everyone. They've got the name badges, right? And their name badges say like buyer or job seeker or whatever. If you have a job seeker name badge and you're at a bar, Oof. take the, take, take the, take the name badge off, put it in your pocket. Yes. And just have a normal conversation. Also, you when you're out in a bar and it's, you know, at nighttime and you're just relaxing, you do not have to wear your full suit. No. No, right? no, no. We no, can no. eye you from a million miles away. It shows no tact. If you come up and be, hey, man, what's going on? Take I'd off say, the tie. Hey, take off the jacket. Are, yeah, Even maybe go get changed. Chill. Chill. Yeah, yeah especially right. we're talking about working in sports here. Not talking about you're not working at a, in a hospital. I'm not trying fixing to be my, a... Fixing my hand. Um yeah, and I've talked we've talked to a bunch of kids about like how to approach that question that's going to be obviously most people at those that place is going to ask is like, "Oh, why do you want to work in sports?" You better come with a damn good answer other than I love sports and yeah, have exactly. that elevator pitch down to a T that you can just roll off your tongue to make again you remember them and then when they see you again afterwards, you'll be like, "Hey, I remember this person." And then a conversation can carry on from there and you oh, want to have better. that conversation. Much better. Much better. Much better. Yeah, they uh so my reaction, my, my advice as we go into these things are when you apply for the job and you get the interview, you have your cell phone, do quick research on what the hell team you're going into and make sure you have questions. Write down a handful of questions, have yep. a sheet. Be like, all right, I have five interviews. One's with Pawtucket, one's with Omaha, one's with Scranton, one's with the Lancaster Jethawks, and the other one's with the Reno Aces. Have a sheet. One sheet's for Reno, one sheet's for Lancaster, one sheet's for Pawtucket, all on. Have a couple of questions, write them down, and be able to take notes so you can keep everything organized so when you go back and you're trying to understand what the hell's going on, you are keeping your thoughts compartmentalized and you kind of know what, what is, uh, what's happening because the worst is when you say, hey, what questions do you have for me? Oh, nothing. Uh, you've kind of answered them all. Yeah, no, no, when I hear, no, you've kind of answered them all, I hear... You haven't put any time, effort, energy into shit. Yep. Next. Next. Yeah. Next. There's 600 people there. I mean, there's you hundreds of people. Yourself. Yeah. You got to set. You have to separate yourself. Otherwise, you're just this boring, bland person that just came through and dropped off a resume, and you'll never be heard from again. Um, and if you have any questions, find me. We will talk about it because I want to talk. I want to talk through these things. I don't even want to say hello to you without a microphone in your face, <laughs> and you can get the honest <laughs> feedback. Is your table just going to be interviews? People are going to be going for interview to go for a interview, interview, and I'm going to have the front office features things going. It's like we and are going to get some shit. You're going to interview people. <laughs> My the hilarious. tables have turned. Yeah. Um, right. So, to do speaking of doing things right and. Being impre- like so, this person might be my favorite person of all time who's ever reached out to me. One because of their name, 
Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> and two, just from the tenacity. I'm telling you, if I didn't host that rap party, I'd have no idea what that meant. Yeah, I did. I, we're not, we're not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I, I might be drugged up, but I'm not going down that rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, so he has... We talked probably, I don't know, September was the first time, and it was about, he's, he's a lawyer and is looking to work in, in sports and in, on the arbitration side or baseball analytics um, to work in terms of helping build cases for teams or for the, for the union. And from that time, he's just put in so much effort and is now talking to the likes of Wasserman's and CAA and the head of MLBPA union. He's the one that said the Swedish fish. The Swedish fish worked, by the way. Oh, he good. That, he said, Swedish guy, fish are still freaking gross. Again, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Um, By the way, I was pause. I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole a little right. bit right now. Okay. I found a phenomenal combination over Thanksgiving. So I like M and M's, okay, mm-hmm. and I like specific M and M's. I like um, all kinds of different ones, but my favorites are the pretzel M and M's. Oh, great! They're great. Pretzel M and M's are fantastic. But then there was also this bag of peanut butter M&M's. Mm-hmm. So I took the bag of peanut butter M&M's and combined it with the pretzel M&M's. And now you have peanut butter pretzel M&M's. And when you get a handful of peanut butter pretzel M&M's, it is heaven on earth. So that, I mean, so you, t- <laughs> you essentially took the, the, the pretzels that come filled with peanut butter and threw chocolate on them. Right. That's genius. I, I am a genius. You should probably make that product as well. We formed two businesses in one night here. This is pretty we good. We formed two businesses. You're right. It was so good. They're so uh, good. You should probably Google that to see if that exists because that one seems pretty easy. So I can't imagine someone doesn't have chocolate. I got to copyright it. No, trademark, not copyright. You didn't write that. You could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking Pat, about. Patent, patent pending. Um, <laughs> yeah, pat, whatever. I don't, I don't know. So actually, I have nothing. But anyway, go on about Michael Scott and his gross sweetest fish. So he sent him to the MLBPA union, head of UM, and the guy responded, had an hour-long conversation with him the day before Thanksgiving, and said, hey, no one ever thought of that to send me the Swedish fish before. That's a great idea. Um, so he's having all these conversations. He then put together a fake arbitration case for a player that's in the Wasserman camp um, from the LA Angels to like just show that he has the ability to do it and spent his whole Thanksgiving break doing this. I sent it to me. I've never seen one of these things, so... On the surface, I was like, wow, great job. Uh, and he actually has already seen our post about my blown up hand and emailed me, hey, sorry about your hand. Huh. I, cu- <laughs> I cut my hand on avocado last month. Not the same as a snowblower, but I <laughs> So, By the way, that's the most millennial thing I've ever heard is I got my hand <laughs> on an avocado. Avocado toast. You know, avocado I was, toast. A, I was making that avocado toast and I cut my hand <laughs> blew my, t- took my finger off. Right. But, but so it, for all the bad raps the millennials get from dedication and tenacity, he defies that in terms of like I am blown away by – no, this, how, kid's, this kid's legit. How much effort he has put in to make it. And I told him, like, look, it may not happen this week. It might not happen next month. But the fact that you're talking to CAA, Wasserman, the MLBPA union, and all these other connections that you're making and the effort you're putting forth, you will 100% get the job that you're looking for. Like, oh, there that, is. Michael, Michael Scott is going. We're going to work for Michael Scott one day. Uh, I told yeah. him that. I said, once he gets in and like he'll hire me one day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I yeah. actually told him my parameters pay, where I pay want us less well. res- Less responsibility and more money. That's my that's my parameters 
for help. Yeah, I, 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 I think those are uh, exactly my parameters too. So yeah, I want I less, do less, less responsibility, less like hours, a three or four day work more week, more money, more money. Sounds mm-hmm. about right. I mean, that's what executives make now anyway, right? They get more, less responsibility and more money. I wish that was the case. So, um, yeah, so Michael, um, thanks for the note. Appreciate the well wishes. Uh, It's not an avocado cut. You're correct. (laughs) It was a snowblower that blew up my hand. um, You're effed up, man. You're effed up. Um, while we're giving out shout-outs, can can we give a giant thank you to Amanda Weaver, uh, who... Uh, when I did the all call out for like, hey, man, we need some video help mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. uh, reached out uh, and said, I'll help you. And then she's been able to put out two banger videos on the uh, she did one for Lucino and just one for John Bishop. And uh, well, we was, see what happens when you do she it. Yes, great. Like, she did I was it. like I was like, wait, did you mean to have it cut off in the middle of your video? No, I'm a moron. I don't know how the hell these things work. So <laughs> I'm walking around my basement thinking I'm doing something fun, and then it, like, cuts off. I don't freaking look. Um, but the one you put out tonight, I think that was great. We, we, we look, I, I look ridiculous with my club hand. Right. We are uh, in the basement of the We uh, are in the household. basement. We are in the basement. And then, I mean, I'm in the basement where it all started. Don't forget, episode one. Episode one is from that basement. We, Still the we, most downloaded episode. Uh, yeah, and we uh, we did we crossed the milestone threshold uh, of in terms of overall numbers today for downloads. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but we did just cross another big milestone threshold for overall I'm downloads. A, I'm excited for that. So this is uh, going like downloads are going pretty good. They're they're going up and up and up every time we post new stuff. So I think that's all you can ask for and hope for. And I think with Amanda's help, we'll get more from video people. We we we, we got to ask her about the TikTok thing because every article I see now is about all these teams now with TikTok. I know we talked about it. I don't know what the hell it is. We there's not two people who sound freaking older than us. But that's when not we try that's to why we need TikTok. someone to tell us and do it for us. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. I don't have it down. I, I, even, I, I did buy a little tripod, so when I go to the window, oh, yeah, we're going to have a little video, thing. I got video, a tripod video, now. Buddy. Video maven you have oh, a tripod yeah. it's all you needed <laughs> i need yeah i need a tripod to hold my freaking cell phone as we do this thing so anyway. um yeah winter meeting so what day when are you going out so i'm going out saturday night because on sunday one of my old colleagues jeff sinnett who is the senior director of corporate partnership for the a's oh. he used to him and i we used to work together in Pawtucket. um he got us on tory pines Oh, yeah, to play you told golf. Me, yeah, I get, so you you really want to tell me you're going to go golf, Tory Pines, but I only have one hand right now? <laughs> hey, Chubbs can do it. You can do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people, people listening to this don't know who Chubbs is. <laughs> go watch Happy Gilmore. I've seen a movie. See, I, I was, was going to say, Gilmore. why are you using movie references? You've never Because seen Happy Gilmore. I, I know Happy Gilmore. Okay, fine. I, that, by the way, one of my favorite movies... Of probably one of my top two of Fab Saturday favorite movies of all time. I agree. I think I, th- I think that's. Right. I, I think it's better than Big. I think it's better than Billy Madison. Yeah, I mean you're. Yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore. I believe is the best. Yeah, I, I I put Happy Gilmore over Billy Madison, and I, I think um, I really do like Big Daddy. I think that was that was a, it was like a good movie. I never saw Big Daddy. You never saw Big Daddy. No, I never saw Big Daddy. Okay, we're, we're, we're <laughs> movie talk is over. We're not going down this. Again. You can not, take me so far, right? I'm, I, uh, I'm not gonna have this conversation. Did I'm you get not. Disney Plus for your daughter yet? No, I think we're gonna uh, share it with somebody. That's what. I, don't say that. 
I said I think. I didn't say that we're yeah, Disney. Doing Disney. That. Disney's listening. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they might. Please. I hope so. Our Florida Dis- downloads are great. Uh, so I, if someone yells at me f- uh, for that, I would. I would love it. Disney is definitely listening. They're Disney listening to all. That's how they have such good marketing tactics. They know exactly what we want before we know we want it. So anyway, I'm going to go play Tory Pines on Sunday. And then I'm meeting up with Scott Minto, Minto from uh, San Diego State, our sponsor. Yep. And uh, uh, on Sunday night. And then the meeting started in earnest on Monday. And I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and fly back Thursday. And then it's my birthday on Friday the 13th. Oh, well, I'm supposed to be going to New York City that day for a meeting, but we'll see how that goes. Well, uh, With uh, Fubo, Fubo TV. What? Fubo, they're one of the cord-cutting... Pro- they actually launched their... They launched years ago on the premise of sports. So they were one of the smart ones who went out and got all sports rights because the number one reason people don't cut the cord is what? Sports. sports. They have every RSN in the country, so no matter where you live in the country, you could watch like your local Fox Sports West, East, Mid. They have Nesson, they have all those. So they built their whole entire platform off of sports, but you could also watch the ABC, CBS as a world as well. Oh, all no that kidding. Stuff. So I never heard of I never heard of them. I did I cut the cord and I got YouTube TV, uh, be, mainly because they had two channels that I couldn't get anywhere else. Nesson, uh, Nesson being one of them, and NBC Sports Boston because I like to watch the Celtics. Yep. So the only the only two OTTs that have Nesson are Fubo and YouTube. No kidding. Yep, Hulu doesn't have it. Um, so we're talking about a Red Sox opportunity because they actually can do a Red Sox deal because they actually do carry Nesson. So it wouldn't make sense for the OTT to do it if you couldn't watch the baseball games, right? That would make sense. Well, uh, I hope you're able to uh, get I don't know there. if I'm going or not anymore, but we'll see. Well, yeah. well, yeah, but I'm not going to Torrey Pines. I can tell you that much, or San Diego. I, I've never, I, I've, I don't, I'm not going to sleep on Saturday, thinking about Torrey Pines. I love playing golf. If I could play golf seven days a week for the rest of my life, uh, I would be ecstatic. That would. That's be called heaven. retirement, Rob. Uh, right. So I need <laughs> to make a whole bunch of money now, so I can retire very yeah. soon, so yeah. I can go play golf forever. Uh, let me tell you, you don't do that in minor league baseball trying to get rich off, like, $7 tickets. Uh, no, that's not usually the formula to get to the point where you can retire at 50 and go golf every day. But if your new uh, pretzel idea or our new minor league uh, sharing ideas comes through, you have two businesses that can help you retire in the next 10 years. We're on our way, so um, probably should go figure that out. We should, we should go trademark it. We should... Um, We'll figure out a way to do a podcast next week from uh Yeah, I mean, I San did Diego. And I had a 1 a.m. Conf- I had a 1 a.m. conference call, so I don't want to hear I'm too busy because I'm in San Diego I'm drinking at yeah, the Yeah, the, the, the worst thing about these, I treat these things like bachelor parties, <laughs> and I get, I, I go, I'm out way too late. Don't, uh, you, your wife listens to this podcast. She what knows you, it. She knows it. She's been to, uh, last time the winter meetings were in San Diego, uh, was 10 years from when we met at the winter meeting, so she came out, so she knows the whole thing. You've uh, abandoned your family to go golf Torrey Pines and go party all week in San this Diego. Is, it, I'm, it's like a, a work bachelor party. All right. Well, I, w- I would. I have I, so much fun at these things. So I can ruin your trip and come. 
You, get, <laughs> you are not invited because I don't. You seem high maintenance right now. I would be beyond high maintenance. You're gonna change oh. my dressing, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I am going out and getting drunk with my friends. Uh, yeah, I could do that. I, I, I'll be. I'll bring the good. I'll bring the good pills. I'll definitely yeah, I don't want to. any of that. I don't want any of that. I just want more than one Manhattan at a time. Yeah. Well, uh, stir it. Don't shake it. Stir it. Don't bruise the booze, but don't don't bruise the booze. All right. On that note, yeah, um, I gotta get some sleep. I, I got surgery tomorrow, so I should probably go to you bed. Get, yeah. Good luck in your surgery, and uh, I'll, 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 I'll give. Post I'll be anxious to hear I, what happens if I come. Uh, maybe I'll make my wife Rachel film me post op in case I come out. That would be awesome because I want one of those shit. like crazy things where you like want to either laugh at everything or want to like fight somebody. Yes, I need one of those so we can post. It's all about the content. That's what Vi- I viral said. content. This is all about the content. We should. Get, we we need to make shirts or something so you can be wearing a shirt, but. That might be too late for that. Uh, yeah, I got a shirt guy, but I don't think he's that quick. He's not that quick. Anyway, uh, good luck tomorrow in your uh, in your surgery, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, next week from sunny California. Yeah, if I wake up, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I got faith in you. I got faith in the doc. If he can fix Fortnite and David Price, he can fix uh, your snowblower that bit you. Yeah, I, I think this one's a little bit more serious than someone playing too many video games, but we'll see. I think so. But anyway, good luck. And uh, talk to you soon. Later, everyone. See you.